drugs. Drugs. The business of doing drugs. Yeah. Some say alcohol is a drug. So is... Meth. Tylenol. And Tylenol. Yeah, I don't know. And vitamin C. Oranges are a drug. So I never trusted them. Yeah. Hmm. You ever seen that Billy Mandy episode? Who's you know? Billy Mandy? <sighs> Man. That's really You're not going to exploit it? Billy and Mandy was a cartoon where like Billy and Mandy like I guess were like friends with the Grim Reaper because it was Bill Billy Billy and Mandy and Grim and Mandy Billy and Mandy yeah, okay. yeah 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 they were they are friends with the Grim Reaper anyway there's a whole episode that gets into Billy's pathological fear of oranges that he refers to as tangelos um, can't remember how the episode goes but he ends up being very correct about his distrust of oranges so. Go to launch. I want to throw in the same category as your distrust of gorillas in that it's no, that's not that's bullshit. no, that's not that, that's verified. That's verified. Have you ever watched Have you ever watched a nineties classic film Congo? No, but we watched Beast, and it was the worst movie I've ever well, seen. Well, that, that that was lines, and clearly, clearly, that was a hack job with with CGI lions. I do know? like the King Kong where he fights the T Rex. I mean, King Kong is all myth and fantasy, you know. Gorillas could never grow to like to that size because their violent nature. Like they'll take each other out before they before they get that big. Any 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 gorilla, everyone knows this. Any, any gorilla that grows to a height of over eight feet are taken out by the pack because they don't want him to like rule over them. Because that gorilla might actually institute things like morals and taxes. And you know, gorillas as we know are fucking lawless. You know, psychopaths. That's why we don't have King Kong. Okay. That's why. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, gorillas can rip in half like a phone book. You don't trust them. I'm so I'm so anti anti Harambe. You can like barely even get into it with me. I think any kid that falls in a zoo enclosure should have to stay there for five minutes, and then if he doesn't die within the five minutes, then his mom can take him out. I think or his was, dad, depending who is being the bad parent. I think. I mean, I do disagree with the fact that they like intervene and, and, and killed that gorilla. I mean. In the sense that, like, if a kid falls into, you know, a, a pit with a gorilla, just even the playing field and toss the kid like a Glock. The kid will know what to do with it, and he will, <laughs> and he will kill that gorilla. That's that's gorilla. Can problem. you imagine the moral conscience like weighing on you as a young child living with the guilt, knowing that you killed like a very cool animal? I would have shot the thing twice. If I, if, I, if, I had, if I had two bullets and a gorilla and Hitler were in the room, I would have shot the gorilla twice. Man, that's a really overplayed office joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so, okay. Sorry about that. On nope. a lighter note, a rabbit has joined the Yuba City Police Force in California. So, Officer Ashley Carson discovered a lost rabbit on Percy Avenue in Yuba City, California last year, and they turned it over to animal control, but they couldn't locate the poor bunny's family. So, the police adopted the rabbit, naming it Percy after the street where they found it, and they promoted it to wellness officer just before Easter Sunday this year. Oh. My rabbit was named Percy. That's why I like this. Oh, okay. So the rabbit became a cop? Yeah, the rabbit's a narc now. And he's a, he's a narc? Okay. He's just, you know, kind of making sure no one's laundering away all those carrots. But honestly, like a drug-sniffing bunny would be pretty cute. <laughs> and it just goes like, it just pops up on its hind legs when there's drugs, <laughs> and then people just get slammed against the cop car. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I, I feel like it would, like, I feel like they, they could smell pretty well, and, like, certainly a cop can tell when a, when a, when a bunny, like, smells a drug, because, yeah, it could kind of, like, pop up, or, like, you know, 
I don't know, like, invite you into Wonderland. They also just, like, open somebody's backpack, and it's just, like, littered with, like, produce from Trader Joe's. And they're like, God damn it, this happened (laughs) the third time this week. God damn it, Mr. Sniffles. Um, And also, like... Rabbits aren't drama queens like 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 fucking German shepherds are. They're not gonna bark. They're not gonna snarl. They're just gonna yeah pop they on the hind legs, sniffle, pop. and like you know, and I don't know, get pets, and that, and that's when you know to take that person away from. But life. rabbits are like so small and sensitive. Like if you had a rabbit sniff like a bag of coke and just like little particles flew into its nose, I think it'd have a heart attack and die. Because like rabbits, you can like scare them to death. Uh, that's a good point. A rabbit on cocaine would probably not last as long as that goddamn bear. No. You know? Yeah. They would not. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of cocaine, one of Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos died this week after being hit by a car. And we first talked about this in episode 14 about the Black Dahlia. But they also, I talked about how they were trying to like export them to India and Mexico. To get them out of that Columbia. Clearly they got one onto the road. Yeah, that one got on the road. They also have begun to sterilize and shoot hippos with contraceptive darts to control the population. Hmm. The hippo was hit by a car and died on the spot. The collision occurred Tuesday night in the Colombian capital, Bogota. Bogota? Bogota? Bogota. 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 Are the hippos just in the big city now? That they're in Bogota? The Colombian capital? I mean, is, is it just like walk? How to get out? Well, they're like, they're free. They're free range hippos. They just let the hippos into the city. They don't have a fence around the city. I mean, did they like give them like a little apartment? Did they give them like little well, like hippo utensils? Well, they were at Pablo utensils? Escobar's like estate, but I don't think that it's like enclosed. Like I think the hippos have like leached into the surrounding is his, ecosystem. Is his estate like in the city? It's probably like next to the city. That's like you know that, that's like some pretty lazy police work. Like imagine if someone it's like Columbia. Imagine <laughs> if someone like in like downtown like Nashville, like yeah, like had like a very ugly like pet hoarding operation and their like way to solve it was just like well we're just gonna pull the front door open and walk away (laughs) be free i actually so i was like cruising through reddit to look at tennessee you know things in tennessee and yes Mm. and this was from a reddit user backtrack really quick what happened to the car it's a fucking hippo (laughs) i don't think it went well the hippo died so they hit it pretty hard yeah, you know, probably, probably. Well, I didn't care. I didn't read it enough to care about the people. I just pr- was like, probably, damn, they killed a hippo. I was about to say, it probably bothered the, bothered the hippo to death. That car's probably like fucking totaled. That car's probably you know? just like dust. Anyway, I'm Zelda. Six months ago on Reddit, put one time I was walking on the Greenway in Murfreesboro outside of Nashville, and a lady on the path was observing a pretty big snake in the grass. And I was with my kids, so we were really interested. She told us that the, about the snake, and she was somehow documenting it because there was she was an ecologist at Vanderbilt University. We kept talking, and she told me the craziest thing. She said that there is a known black panther in the Nashville area and has been thriving for years. It was an exotic pet that escaped or was illegally released. She said it's basically impossible to spot it because they're so good at being stealthy. They know it's there, and they track it. She said that they leave it because it's been out there for so long, just doing fine and not bothering anyone. I was stunned. Hmm. So we got to be on the lookout for a black panther. Snake in the grass and black panther. Sounds like we've got... Martin Shkreli and Malcolm X just running around. Hmm. Okay. Look it up, people. Well, in episode nine, when we talked about Dave Skullman, Skull, uh, we talked about there was a thing where they were trying to bring back the dodo bird. Yeah. And they were also trying to bring back the woolly mammoth. So an Australian startup called Vow displayed a grapefruit-sized ball of meat at the Amsterdam in Amsterdam, and it was it was made of woolly mammoth meat. They had they got the meat. Yes. 
The meatball was a, a cultivated meat product or cultured slash cell-based meat made from animal cells. So it's like lab-grown meat. Did it have a trunk and tusks and did it like... No, it looked like a huge meatball. I was... They just made the meat. They didn't make the organism. Okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> so it was created using a publicly available genetic information about the mammoth filled with African elephant genetic data and inserted into a sheep cell. And then they grow and they multiply in a lab. So this cell-based meat is a prospective alternative to the meatball, the meat industry right now. Like, so yeah. fake woolly mammoth meat. I think this was just more of like a look what we can do kind of thing. Okay. So I guess... We can make a woolly mammoth ball. Only Singapore right now approves of cell-based meat for consumption currently. And Vow is hoping to sell a cultivated quail meat there later this year. And they created the mammoth meat to get people excited about the future of meat and as a symbol of climate change. Remember that show, like, the, the Last of Us? Yes, we just watched it, like, three days ago. Where, like, a really bad thing got into the food that people didn't really understand? Well, that was naturally occurring. Well, I think they're gonna argue... I, I think one would argue that woolly mammoths are naturally occurring, depending on how you spin it, you know? Anyway, bye-bye Singapore. You know, you just give it a couple years. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Because there's just gonna be woolly mammoths, like, running around? Oh, you know. Are they just eating weird meat? I would watch other people eat it for like a few years and then... Well, it's way more sustainable than like cattle. Yeah. Just seems like one of those things was new zombie apocalypse, you know? I hope so. Yeah. It can't come soon enough. Yeah. This week, I wanted to talk spooky things. Kabuka, not really that spooky. We're going to do a Tennessee Cryptid Roundup. Speaking of tax season, spooky things. I wanted to insert an air horn. And uh, okay. Okay. All right, spooky things. So, I just did little short snippets right. on like each of these. Okay. Since our last series was very dense, baseline, you know, no, no influctuations or whatever. Yeah. So we're just gonna run through a bunch of these. You might have heard of some. You might not have heard of some. Some of these seem pretty like one person saw them and somehow it's still like a story that's going around today. Keep in mind that. All of the things you're about to hear, as scary as they are, are less of a threat than gorillas or woolly mammoth-based cell meat that someone's trying to sell you on a street corner. All right, continue. Okay. <laughs> so, sea monsters are not the first thing that pops into your head when we think of a Tennessee cryptid. However, a basilisk-like serpent may lurk in the waters of the Tennessee River, killing those who gaze upon it. Oh. So, a sea serpent, river serpent. Okay. Was spotted by a farmer named Buck Sutton, who was fishing in Van's Hole in the Tennessee River of spring of 1882. He spotted a strange creature slithering through the water and told his friends that it was a huge fish. He was scared as he heard rumors that um, those who see the sea creature face certain death. And he was so scared that he soon after died from fright. Oh. And this why'd you, is... Why did you put fright in quotes? Because, I don't know, what did he die from? Is, was it a fright or is maybe it not? The, maybe the fish came up and... Oh, okay. Well, it's a sea serpent. So this is the Tennessee Terror. I'm going to just say the name of these at the top. The Tennessee Terror. This okay. is called the Tennessee Terror. All right. And another fisherman named Billy Burns was on the river in 1827 and almost tipped out of his canoe when a blue slash yellow creature shaped like a huge snake came up and walked him. Later, he recounted the story to his friends before he strangely died the next summer. The third and final sighting occurred in 1829 when another farmer named Jim Wyndham was fishing in the Tennessee River and saw a huge head rise from the water's surface. 
The creature passed him, but swam around his boat a few times before Jim paddled back to shore because he was scared. Um, Did he also die, like, mysteriously a few months later? He claimed the creature had a black fin Mm. that stuck out of the water about two feet, and the back was at least two feet across. He heard of the death sentence granted from witnessing the creature from these previous two deaths, so he went to church regularly to pray, hoping to ward off the creature, but he died the next fall from a fever. (laughs) So it's the third person. Nice, yeah. So, some Cherokee traders told of a serpent in the river that would attack canoes and fishermen. It had a dog-like head on a snake body and was at least 25 feet long, and this creature donned a black fin on a spiny back as well. However, the sightings stopped in 1830s when the steamboats took over the river, and no sightings have been reported since. But some people think the terror is actually a 500-pound catfish named Catzilla. Oh, it's a turn. Yeah, so. That kills on sight. Yes. Which is pretty ugly. <laughs> Very good. I had never heard of that one before. No, no, that's crazy. Okay. So be on the lookout. Yeah. And if you see a big sea serpent in the river, just jump off the boat. Huge catfish is such like that's like a I think like I don't know, maybe like Jeremy Wade or something like it. There's like a, like they like they can get so fucking big and like apparently it's like I think like they've like started them there's like no reason they can't be like the size of buses if, they, if there's like enough food around, well, you know. Well, a lot of catfish too are not they're not like invasive species, but they fill like a very specific like niche in environments where they just kind of like slither around at the bottom and just yeah. eat stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know, I mean fish obviously probably like eat each other and they eat catfish, but mm-hmm. like I think catfish are less like likely, I feel like to get eaten right away. No, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think there, there, there's some story about someone seeing one like at the bottom of a dam that was like the size of a sedan or something like that, you know? That's creepy. Yeah, it's crazy. Where like they, they'll just keep growing if they have like the means to do it. I guess, yeah. You know, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, that's why like aquatic animals are so much bigger than terrestrial animals because like they don't have gravity fully like pushing down to support their weight. Oh, like, okay, cool. Aquatic animals can get so big because like the water kind of like supports their weight like mm-hmm. evenly and they yeah. don't have like gravity just beating them down every day no it makes sense you don't really see you know too many whales walking around on two feet you know that's weird um, so our next one is called the white bluff screamer oh, so a man white in, bluff screamer yeah oh. a man in white bluff tennessee builds a home for his wife no! <laughs> is that how it sounds like that's like the white bluff no! just taking a hard poop no oh, oh. And in this turn occurred in the 1920s. The apparent the area is described as deep in the hollers of Trace Creek. I don't know what the hollers mean. I think I think it usually means like hills. I think. Okay, sure. Yeah, you know. that sounds fine. So every okay. night while the family <laughs> laid down to sleep, I have nothing else to go off of. So that sounds good. <coughs> laid down to sleep, and they were awoken by a blood curdling stream coming from the woods nearby every night. You okay. <laughs> After many nights, uh, the father decided to hunt down the source of the shriek. Grabbing his gun, he marched up into the woods. And as he followed the sound around, it led him back to his own home. Inside, he found his family mor- murdered, torn to shreds. So the white bluff screamer was believed to be like an Irish like banshee whose screams predict a family's death. Some accounts of the story mention a female <clears throat> figure in a white mist when the father like returned home. And this woman haunts the area and burns grass wherever the mist appears. And a local historian named Tori England says that he has heard accounts from lifelong White Bluff residents who claim to have seen or heard the screamer. This includes an account from Frank Stacy, who is 96, 95 years old and heard it many times. Where is White Bluffs, Tennessee? A lot of these occur in very, like, small Tennessee towns. Let's see. Well, like, like geographically, though, it's like, it's like, where, where is it? You know, White Bluff, Tennessee. Let's see. 
So you can kind of, I feel like you get a good sense of like how the credible, area. you know, Tennessee's, uh, you know, you're going to hear a, a tall tale or two. Let's see. Ooh, so, west of Nashville. Oh, okay. So really, really, really. Dixon and yeah, Nashville. Really, uh, you know, oh. getting dangerously close to Alabama. Hmm. Okay. So while I was researching the White Bluff Screamer, there is another thing that haunts that area. So there's an area around here named Werewolf Springs. And residents of Dixon oh. County grew up hearing legends of Werewolf Springs and the half wolf man, half well, half wolf, half man beast that torments the area. The legend stems that a circus train derailed in the late 1860s and the tracks ran along Montgomery Bell State Park. Are you looking at the map? Do you see it on there? Oh, it looks White like... White Bluff is like right next to right next Montgomery to Dixon. Bell State Park. Yeah. And this, this week we should go check this out. Exactly. It's pretty cool. And so the train derailed right next to the state park and several animals escaped into the park. This include two creatures called the Wolfmen of Borneo. And these all the animals were found except the two wolfmen. So after a couple of years, two men were traveling down a country road when they're wag- in their wagon when they were stalked by a wild creature near Werewolf Springs. They increased their speed, attempting to shake the shake the beast, but eventually they had to abandon their wagon and take off on foot in opposite directions. The beast chose one of the men to chase, who was never seen again, and the lucky survivor heard a scream and pleas for mercy, but the body was never found. So the wolf man from Borneo lost in Tennessee. Yes, that's a very the Montgomery Bell State Park. I guess. Wow, that's a very it's a very, very sad story for what is likely just some poor South American kid with too much body hair. Yeah. You know? <laughs> poor guy. Can you help me so get the, home? The bearded lady. Yeah, exactly. After this encounter, a, hunk, a hunting party went to kill the beast, and they tied up a goat as bait in, like, a clearing and eventually lured a Bigfoot-like creature into the clearing. The men fired, but after their, they lit their lanterns, they found the goat was gone along with two members of their party. And oh. a little thing to this, a caveat. The survivor of the first encounter that, you know, didn't get eaten by the werewolf. I'm here for it. Who was a local landowner said, was said to be Montgomery Bell, the iron ore magnate who mined in the park during the 1800s. And that's who the park is like named after. So he was said to have seen the werewolf. Oh. But there is conflicting things on this account because I guess he died in 1855 and they said the trade derailed in the 60s. But we're just going to ignore that for the story. That that seems like a good thing to ignore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the last sighting of this, there was a big game hunter who spent three nights in a cabin near Werewolf Springs to hunt the beast. And the first two nights were silent. But on the third night, there was a bunch of howls in the distance. And from a cabin window, he shot at a figure, but it only provoked it. And it burst through the cabin door where the hunter shot it from the rafters. But the beast was not phased and kept trying to attack the hunter. And he could only escape because the sun came up eventually. There's, a, there's, a, there's anything I know about 1800s big game hunters. They have a big white handlebar mustache. Yes. You know. Yes, yes, yes. They, 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 they go, ho, 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 tally ho, you know. And from the various horror movies that I've seen as well as Jumanji, they are never successful. No. In no. whatever they're doing. You They're know. always an incredibly bad shot for someone who's described as a big game hunter. Well, it's more about creating a lot of noise and chasing the thing and more about just kind of like, you know, blindly fi- firing your musket off into the hills. You know, ha ha! The most true. dangerous game! You know. That's true. You're right. The hairy child from Borneo. The mo- most the dangerous game. This poor you know. kid. He just got just wanders out of the circus. Like, it's like, oh, why'd you guys tie up this goat? Yeah. Oh. I'd, I'd prefer a hamburger. <laughs> 
So for our travel planning, Werewolf Springs is actually called Hall Springs and is in that Montgomery Bell State Park. Mm -hmm. And it's on their 11-mile overnight hiking trail. And so the Hall Family Homestead, to which it was named after, is located about 150 yards from the spring. And they were one of, like, several families who, like, lived in the state park before it was a state park. The beast is said to live in Creech Hollow, and a cave was searched after a young girl went missing while getting water in Hall Springs. She was never found, but animal and human bones were recovered from the cave. Oh. And apparently this cave, though, is now submerged under Creech Hollow Lake. That's no pretty cool. That's, that sounds like a nice kitchen museum to go, uh, you know, to go check out. You know? Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm in. All right. The next one. We're getting in Bigfoot territory for Bigfoot. a second. Bigfoot. Is it the Flintville Monster? The Flintville Monster. All right. So, do you want to check where Flintville is? I'm going to... Map man? I'm going to get on my get phone. Get on your phone. And I'm going to slowly Google. You so, know? similar to Bigfoot, the monster is big and hairy, but much more aggressive and dangerous. Where Bigfoot seems to like to be left to his own devices, the monster wants violence. The Flintville Monster lurks around Flintville, Tennessee. Where is it? I'm almost there. In a second. My iPhone 6 is pushing to the limits. Let's <laughs> see. I have Googled Flintville. I filter results for maps. Now, I'm currently zooming out. My touchscreen doesn't work very well. I see it is in southeast Tennessee. Well, no, it's in... Okay, so it's straight south of Nashville, really by the Alabama border. It's about... looks like it's about an is hour from... Huh? Is it... No, Chattanooga. No, it's it's, it's so um, is about is kind of uh, southeast from um, but from it's Nashville. This south. is this is directly south, kind of getting towards uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, yeah, well, we went down there. Okay, oh, I love Huntsville. All right, Alabama. we probably drove almost through it. Yeah. So, monster torments the town folk. It is around seven feet tall, but reeks of skunk. Some say skunk it. Uh-huh. One of the earlier reports came from a woman in 1976 that told police a huge hairy monster broke her car antenna and jumped on the roof of her car, bouncing up and down. And this made the news, so several other people started to come forward. And a mother in 1976 claimed to have seen a large man-like ape running towards her son who was playing in a field. And she intercepted her son before the creature got to him. But that Could that have been her his father seeking custody? It could have been, like, the drunken father trying to, like, seeking come grab custody. his kid again. Yeah. Well, but know. who knows? Who knows? Who and say? she saw a large black shape disappearing into the woods. And they investigated and found a 16-inch footprint in blood. This guy was had some big feet. I love it. Okay. The sighting continued into the 1980s when a plumber had his windshield smashed and a woman had a large hairy creature chase her into her home and bang on her door, but no sightings have been reported since 1993. So it sounds like Flintville just has one like ex-professional sports player living in it. Yeah, just, but it like, says they, they, they just kind of have Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, snagging kids and jumping on cars, which really fun. they'll be sad when he's gone. Yeah, they'll you know? miss him. They'll yeah. miss him when he's not. Yeah. There. So similar to the Flintville monster, there is the Tennessee wild man. So ah. somewhere between man and Bigfoot, the wild man is seven feet tall and has dark gray slash red hair and blazing red eyes. Ooh. The hair and beard hang down to his waist, and the wild man roams around McNary County, Tennessee. Maps, maps. I gotta the origin story code. for this creature reflects the common McNary tale of an escaped County, circus Tennessee. freak. An escaped circus freak who now lusts for human blood after he was put on display for them during his years at the circus. The wild man typically favors women and children as his victims. Oh, it's in, looks like it's right around Shiloh State Park, wherever that is. Let's see. Um, oh, that would be east of Memphis, apparently. East of Memphis? In McNary County. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the These big central town. kind of in town. the same area between like Nashville and Memphis. 
less Appalachian ones. Well, we yeah, I'm about to say, I, 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 I would imagine, you know, I would guess that like all the real, you know, funky shit happens out like uh, in the Smokies. You know, you yeah. got you got Dolly Parton, Pigeon Forge, and the Hills. It's like you know, when I hear when <laughs> I hear wi- triangle. when I hear Wild Man, I think of a man in a Hawaiian shirt. You know, that's drink, you know, that's drank too much on July Fourth and. You know, in Gatlinburg, you know. It's true. He's a danger to everyone. And he just, family just leaves him there and he just goes about his business, you know. And then he becomes a Tennessee wild man. Yeah, I'm saying. So this wild man is very strong and fast with a scream that could freeze a man's blood. He targets... <laughs> yes. He has no successful attacks, according to the May 5th, 1871 edition. No of successful attacks? Male. Yeah, I guess not. Slow down! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Twisted my ankle last week. Yes, yes. The beast got a, would, I got a tight hammy. <laughs> this beast would um, silently approach homes but run off into the woods. Sightings were reported up until the 1970s, and the most recent sighting was in Elizabethton, Tennessee. Rob Phillips and his cousins were night hiking to Bee Cliffs when they noticed something odd in the forest, hearing a twig snap and then an inhuman scream. The <laughs> men fled separately, and Phillips hid behind a tree, quickly spotting the wild man clinging to another tree about 15 feet away, and he was described as stout, about 9 feet tall, with red beady eyes and a stinky like a dead animal. Stinking like a dead animal? Yeah. How can he be stout and 9 feet tall? That's what I was like. This man's... One, he's... I'm not, you know... It's Andre the Giant. Him. It could be. Yeah. That actually would be stout and tall. Yeah. But, yeah, those were conflicting. And he, like, hid behind the tree and peeked around, and the wild man was doing, like, the same thing, and they did, like, the classic, like... Peek one way around the tree. Peek one way around the tree. Also, it's like, if you actually saw, like, if you actually saw, a, like, a humanoid creature that was nine feet tall, that would, like, irreparably harm your brain. Yeah, I think you'd lose it. Like, that is, like, 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 you know, like, this, like, I don't know, this room we're sitting in, he'd be well above the ceiling. No, these are, honestly, these are probably ten feet, ten foot ceilings. Okay, so he more or less... You'd, be like, yeah. I think it would be as tall as that ceiling. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Like, if you actually saw... It would be like, terrifying. Like, well, like, I think, like, honestly, like, it, it's... It, they've kind of, like, uh, I don't know, they've... They, I call them, you know, studies, but it's more or less just some, like, think tank people t- talking about it, you know? But, like, if you actually saw, like, or experienced something that was, like, yeah, like a giant or, like... like supernatural some, or, something like, su- Like, not even supernatural, like, yeah, but, like, well, like... Well, yeah, I mean, well, like, it's such, like, a, a weird, um, you know, sort of uh, tangle. Because if you saw, like, if, if you saw something supernatural, like, if you saw, like, a UFO, I feel like your kind of, your brain is, like, kind of good at, like, r- like, navigating around that, you know? Because, yeah. like, people see UFOs all the time and they're just like, oh, a plane or whatever. Yeah. But if you were <laughs> in the woods and you saw someone, like, a, a humanoid thing that was 10 feet tall. Yeah. I don't, like... I, I think, like, a lot of people, like, argue that it would, like, destroy your brain because your brain would not... Because, like, like, we're, like, biologically, like, geared to understand predators, prey, like, where we yeah. are in the, in the on the food chain. And we've been, yeah, at the top for a long time. If you saw something that, like, like so quickly disrupted that... Yeah. You would more or less just, like, your brain would snap. Melt. Yeah. Yeah, your brain, your brain would melt, you know? So it's, like... Um, well, that was well, a, that was a wild tangent, but... No, I mean, know. that's why they come out of the woods being, like, you would not believe what I saw. And they're, like, loony bin... Your room number 45. I'm just imagining, like, if they did see something, it's cl- probably closer to, like, seven feet tall, you know? Yeah, I mean, I... Something like, that, like, fits within the bounds of, like, you know, our, like, anthropomorphic understanding of the world, yeah, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, like, you see people that are seven feet tall. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty fucking tall. And it's, like, and, and it's like, like, from an evolutionary <laughs> standpoint, we're, like, I think we're geared to understand those standard deviations from, like, the regular... Yeah. 
But person. if you get something that's like massive. If you saw something that's so, that like, that actually, like, broke that, you know? Yeah, it would be kind of scary. Yeah. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be really cool, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what Where were we? on this? My next one to talk about is the vampires of Old Butler. So in the town of Butler, Tennessee, they hold an unusual oral folktale often used to frighten children, and it's pretty much just, you know, this is definitely a small town story. I wouldn't classify this as a cryptid, but it was kind of fun. Okay. Old Butler is now underwater Old Butler. after Old Butler. Old Butler. So Old Butler is now underwater. This town must be pretty good if that's what they're complaining about. An old butler. Oh yeah. Okay. Big like little white church town, there's a bridge. Okay. So the area was flooded beginning in 1942 after the Tennessee Valley Authority built the Wadauga Dam. And Old Butler was flooded completely on December 1st of 1948. And the residence where Butler lies today, so New Butler, I guess. Oh, I thought you were saying Old Butler was like the name of the cryptid. No, 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 no. Oh, I see. I was was like, these silver spoon fucks are just like like mad about a butler that's not doing his job very well, you know? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Takes bad tea. Yeah. No, so the. The town's called Old Butler. Old Butler is underwater. I'm caught. You're back. Okay. The area after it was flooded, residents moved to New Butler. But they nicknamed Old Butler the town that wouldn't drown. So there's a local lore surrounding its flooding. Some townsfolks <laughs> say that Old Butler was infested with vampires. And despite their best efforts, they could not fight the monsters off. So they were forced to flood the town. This area was drained or lowered by, like, drought or, like, people opening up the dam twice. But it always, like, they always filled it back up. And that's possibly so the vampires wouldn't return. So what you're telling me is that rural Tennessee has its own Atlantis. Yes. This place has everything. Uh, it's pretty fucking sick. Hmm. I don't D- know what to say about that. Does Wisconsin have Atlantis? There's a lot of shipwrecks. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, not a whole city though. Not a whole city of vampires. Not you that know? we know of. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'll find one for We'll find. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, how have they really explored the Great Lakes? No, not really. Not really Lake Superior. Yeah, like I was thinking about that. It's like, have they like? Because like, I don't know. The I'm always seeing dirty these, and dark and cold. I'm always seeing like these assholes, like James Cameron and like you know um, Jacques Cousteau and like you know and like you know Richard Attenborough is like narrating, and they're always in like the Marianas Trench or like you know like in the Pacific Islands yeah. or some other like you know. Cuck bullshit like that. I don't know. Uh, or they can drink my time. They're too afraid to explore. The Great Lakes. The Great Lakes are cool. Maybe I'll do an episode, like a Great Lakes episode, and talk about like yeah. weird stuff that's happening. Like I, you know, hey, you know, if 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 you have the submarine footage or the you know the you know underwater you know operated vehicle footage of like the bottom of the Great Lakes, I want to see it. You know. Well, that's I read that book, that Death in Door County book, and there <laughs> there have been a lot of shipwrecks in the Great Lakes, obviously, yep. but yep. there's like I guess a pass that's called like Death's Door. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of it that, that she thinks that the Loch Ness monster is in the Great Lakes. Oh, I actually, yeah, I think I, I was just actually here. Continue. I'll probably just interrupt you in a minute. Okay. But like, I was, uh, I've been looking at like shipwrecks in the Great Lakes, and it's you know, yeah, oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, our next topic is a little bit, I think, of a TikTok thing. But like, my sister calling skinwalkers flesh pedestrians. But this is called the not deer. The, so the not deer. Not deer. So at first glance. Hmm. This Appalachian cryptid looks like a deer. People who encounter the beast notice like odd proportions, often described as mostly joint or like moose-like, which I love mooses. Don't they're yeah. too jointed. They're perfect. Right. And disproportionate. The it has forward-facing eyes like a predator and is apparently has the ability to sense like emotions. It is often seen throughout the Appalachian region. 
never attacking people but giving an ominous threat to those who see it. When engaged, the deer does not run like a normal deer does, but stands its ground or even moves closer to the person, displaying erratic jerky movements and clicking sounds. Mm. The not deer has gained popularity on TikTok and social media, but the legend is much older. Some believers of the stories originate um, it from like a Native American. Like I said, it's kind of sounds like the Wendigo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here we go. There you the, go. <laughs> some <laughs> believe right. the not deer stems from the Skinwalker legends, which we talked about in episode thirteen. Yeah. Or others connect them to the legend of the Wendigo, a half deer, half man creature with a hunger for human flesh. This creature is from the Great Lakes region mostly, um, and is more bloodthirsty than apparently the not deer is. Hmm. But a more rational explanation is the not deer, for the not deer is because of a disease called chronic wasting disease or CWD instead of mm. a malevolent supernatural entity. Mm. The a um, similar prion that causes mad cow disease is what causes CWD. So it's pretty much like the deer version of mad cow disease, kind of, and it attacks the central nervous system of the deer. Symptoms include drooling, stumbling, aggression, and lack of fear around humans. Remember when I said I was going to inter- interrupt you? Yep. The big sinking on the on the Great Lakes that I've been meaning to kind of read more about, it's called, have you ever heard of the Daniel J. Morrell? I think, was it Superior or Michigan? All these videos are just saying Great Lakes because, you know, I, I think they're catering to non-Midwestern audiences, yeah. you know, these... you got to know those lakes. Yeah, I know. Um, but, I mean, just looking at a picture, it's this massive, you know, goddamn tanker that I guess uh, the, the same. But anyway, it's a very historic, like, borderline... It's, you know, it's like the Titanic around, you know, went down... But you know, it didn't. It, you know, wasn't didn't have all the glamour. It had the hardworking Midwesterners on yeah. there. No they don't really, care about no us. No one cares when you know when the hardworking Midwesterners go down. No one. Ha- you don't care. They do quietly. No one cares when and politely when Leonardo DiCaprio and Philip Seymour Hoffman in a wig, you know, drowned to death. You know, fighting over a door. What about Jim Bob <laughs> next door? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Next, some episode we'll do it. But Very yeah. Good. So have you heard of the Not Deer? The Not Deer. No, I have not. But when you when when you talk about kind of a jerky sort of um, creaky movements, um, you know, and like in you know, in a, in a deer, uh, that definitely harkens to, towards the uh, the Wendigo, and like you know, kind of depending on what Wendigo lore that you get stuck reading during work on a Thursday, you know, um, you know, they, these people would make some deal with a bad spirit and they would you know turn into these sort of deer creatures but it's like it was never they would never get like a um they would turn into like these weird sort of bloodthirsty deers were kind of like half person half deer and it was like apparently like always like never like correct you know so like Mm -hmm. all their their bones would be kind of like going everywhere and they'd be you know all mess yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. but yeah i think they kind of talk about it too in like skinwalker lore is like they're like an animal but they're like not quite there right they're like a little bit off have you ever, oh, well, um, have you ever heard of the, uh, quick Wendigo tangent, have you ever, um, let's see, have you ever heard of the short story Antlers? No. Yeah, okay. Is it, there, a mo- like, a movie version? Oh, no, okay. Yeah. All right, now I just correct myself. It's the, the movie is called Antlers, and it's okay. The short story called The Quiet Boy is, if you just want to burn 45 minutes, it's some of the best short-form horror I've ever read it's so good okay. um it's, it's about the way to go anyway but that's not the topic of discussion but that's a quick reading recommendation from Forrest. you know Forrest who i don't read books but i do read long pdfs online sweating <laughs> when my girlfriend's asleep you know <laughs> go ahead okay thank you for that 
Or you watch some weird movie. Yeah. Willow's not a weird movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Neverending Story is not a weird movie. These these, these are... are This is is 90s high fantasy that you would never understand, apparently. I still have to explain A Court of Thorns and Roses Part 2 to you. Or like the last couple books. I wouldn't really call that high fantasy, but all right. It's... Sexy fantasy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, so our last one is one that you t- brought up to me, and it's called Old Green Eyes. Yeah. So Old Green Eyes was linked to the battle of Chickmaga. Chick Chickmaga. Chickmaga. I yes. even put this pronunciation out because I've been pronouncing so many things wrong. I have it like photo photographically, photographically. Phonetically. Phonetically. <laughs> Alright, whatever. So, the Battle of Chikwamaga. Chikmaga, go Chikmaga. ahead. <laughs> was fought in September 19th to 20th in 1863 and was one of the bloodiest battles of the American Civil War. It was fought on the Tennessee-Georgia border near Snodgrass Hill and only Gettysburg had a greater number of casualties in the war. The creature with glowing green eyes was said to have haunted the hill long before the Civil War, but most reports come after the battle. The ghoul moving... Um, like was like kind of floating among like the dead after yeah. the battle. Yep. Old Green Eyes is human-like with a deformed jaw and fangs and characteristic glowing green eyes. Some speculate it was a fallen soldier, but think it was something inhuman. After the war, visitors and rangers in the Chickamauga National Park report <laughs> spotting the green-eyed beast. Two separate car accidents reported in the 1970s after the drivers reported seeing a pair of glowing green eyes. And then a park ranger named Edward Tinney disclosed that he was once wandering around the park at 4 a.m. in 1976 when he felt a chill. He then saw a pair of green eyes appear in front of him in the darkness. And then, quote, this is what he said. When it passed me, I could see its hair was long like a woman's. The eyes, I'll never forget those eyes. They were glaring, almost greenish orange in color, flashing like some sort of wild animal. The teeth were long and pointed like fangs. I didn't know whether to run or scream or what. And then the headlights of an approaching car came blazing through the fog, and the thing disappeared right in front of me. Wow. So, that was from Edward. But, so he has seen it recently. I, you know, I believe it, you know. Yeah. You know, they say um, a lot of uh, paranormal events or ghosts, um, one of the explanations for them, because a lot of times you talk about, like, you know, buildings being haunted, you know. Um, yeah. It, it makes sense why, there, why there's a, lo- a lot of paranormal activities that surround like old battlefields because one of the theories is it's something about like energy and the release of energy. So we, you think about these haunted houses. Someone like has like a, a, a like a violent death. They're killed by somebody. Like the yeah. like the Amityville house. If you subscribe to that, you know, you talk about people being like killed with rage and experiencing terror and like and you know and. This is all energy in like in like weird sort of ways that we don't really understand or, or can calculate, you know. Um, but it, you know, when when you think about it in terms of that and like the association between like haunted houses and people getting killed and like you know just regular hauntings, it always makes sense that like battlefields would have these sorts of energy like entities. Like a huge abundance compared to like one little yeah, house. a yeah. huge abundance, especially like like a battlefield, and you know, yeah, and so um, you kind of always wonder where those sorts of things come from whether or not they were kind of created by that sort of like release of like energy or if it was something in like a you know from someplace else that kind of you know can kind of like smell it you know yeah. and, you know and comes to it you know it's uh yeah, interesting stuff or was it there before 
Or was it a bunch of Tennessee fucks uh, smoking spice they, they got from the gas station? Who knows? Who knows? It does sound like that guy was just smoking some bad weed and almost got hit by a car. It does it's sound like, like that. Yeah, this whatever, like park ranger. It does, sound like that, it does sound like that guy who just like, you know, like the whole, you know, like the, the lie that turns into another lie that turns into another lie. It sounds like this guy's wife smelled, smelled something on him, so he had and to cook like, up a lie. what I saw. And it just, you know, and then, oh, and then, you know, his wife mentions it to like, you know, some other people at the diner. He's like, Oh yeah, that thing, yeah. you know, and then, but then he's about to lose his job on the force. So he has to throw in the whole car thing because you know, it kind of makes you like, oh, okay, we just got <laughs> yeah, kind of spooked. So, there. does sound like you know, um, that one, the um, werewolf, the screamer, that sound just like very like somebody was doing something they shouldn't have been doing. He, and had to make up an excuse. These all sound like drunk dads, like, going camping. Yeah. You know, just yeah. yelling and spooking their kids, and they get a little lost in the woods, and they spook someone else's kids, and that's a problem. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that, you know? Hmm. Huh. You know? Um, have you ever smoked spice? No. I don't know what spice is. Spice was... Uh, Sounds was, like one of those things that they tell you, like, not to do in, like... ATO, we had ATODA, it's like alcohol, tobacco, drugs, whatever, safety. Yeah. Pretty I, much dare. But I, say, I, had, like, I had the good old dare with the line and everything, oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I wouldn't have known about, like, huffing paint until, like, you told me how to huff paint in class. I think we talked about this. I, I only learned about wine coolers and dare. That was, yeah. I, and, and I have still never had a goddamn wine cooler because I've been Like taught. a Mike's hard? What? I feel like a Mike's is like a wine cooler. Yeah, well, like, Actually, like, when I, I was little, they were always, I remember they were always sold in like, in like, in like big juice boxes or like, kind of like, like, kind of like weird flexible packaging, you know? But like, yeah, like, like Marcus Harvey, a wine cooler. Or like Seagram's, like those Jamaican Me Happy. I like those. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, the Smirnoff Ice. These are all wine coolers, you know? But also technically, I think they're malt. Like. I don't know. All I know is that Dare taught me. To not drink wine coolers under any circumstances, like they like would kill you. do coke before mo- before wine coolers. Yeah, you know, wine coolers bad. Yeah, I they wonder if that's just because that's like most likely what a kid would like get their hands on okay. and like drink. Right. Because right. like no, well maybe I don't know. That's kids a, usually aren't like just crushing bush lights because they love them. Right. Yeah. Some of us. Yeah. Some of us. Back to my interrogation. So you you know how to smoke spice? No. So, uh, so spice was a synthetic weed that was. Briefly smoked it or sold at a gas station before her. Was it like K two or something? Yeah, it was, it was K K two and Spice were pretty similar things. They were probably the same thing. Um, but they were they got really popular in like Georgia and Alabama when I was in high school. And I remember a bunch of a bunch of Auburn high school, a bunch of Auburn football players got like arrested for like. I guess like smoking spice because I guess like it, it became illegal, you know. But yeah. anyway, but you could like kind of still get a hold of it anyway. Uh, or they got kicked off the team because it was a violation of team rules. Maybe it was, wasn't yeah. illegal, but I don't know. Point is though, the there's this, this very funny um, article where they interview like they they got a statement from one of the kids' dads, and this kid's dad was a real G because he told these reporters like, yeah. Just to kind of see what my kid was going through, I went and like bought some spice and I smoked it. And he says like, you know, and I've you know dabbled a little bit and that was the worst high i've ever experienced in my life like like the dad explained like he thought he died you oh, know no. <laughs> just from smoking spice like, my kid i know we went through it yeah, I, mean, I kind of respect these kids this is some hard shit hard you know shit. yeah so anyway yeah don't 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 smoke spice i guess is the moral you'll of the story old green eyes. you'll see old green eyes and probably your angry wife you know that's they're one and the same yep 
well, I used various sources for this. An article from the KCN, okay, Cryptid Wiki for the Tennessee Wildman, Tales of the Not Deer by Joseph Sherwood, Mysterious Tennessee by Charlie, Old Green Eyes Cryptic Wiki, Old Butler Vampires by Elias Murphy, The Tennessee Bigfoot, Is It Disagreeable Fellow, which was from the Augusta Georgia Chronicle in 2019, uh, Dixon's Werewolf Springs, Fact or Fiction by Josh Arntz, and Halloween Stories, Have You Heard of the White Bluff Screamer by Chris Cat. This and, These are all very non-credible sources as well. I'm basically citing like Reddit. I was going to give some counseling on internet sources. So whether it's cryptids or alien information or really like, you know, is income tax constitutional. Your information, if it, if it, 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 this is what you look for. High quality PDF, low quality website. Okay. The best businesses don't need to advertise. Okay. You think about that, right? <laughs> The best products, they don't need to advertise because the product is good, okay? So if you, you know, if, if you, you should be obtaining your web, your information from a high-quality PDF on an HTML website that was made in, like, 2005. That's where the truth is. What are your is. signs for a high-quality PDF? Like, we talking, like, high storage? What's that? Are we talking, like, great header footer? Good... Yeah, I usually look for good header footer, usually a table of contents, because if it's not more than 30 pages, it's probably some bullshit summary. Like, I want the details, you know? Um, yeah, I usually like maybe some, like, little designs on the side, you know? <laughs> like, you ever seen those, like, I mean, like, I don't know, if you, you ever watch, like, the, the very beginning of an old Disney movie, they open up, they open up, like, the, the big storybook, the jungle book, you know? And it's all got all these little designs and, like, all these little doilies, you know, you bordering the page. I want a little showmanship. You know, but that's the product, okay? I stay away from good-looking websites. You, you think you learn anything from Reddit? Oh, horse shit, you know? Um, you'll learn a lot from Bibliotheca Pleiades. That website, impossible to navigate. But you, once you finally get to a good PDF, you know, a couple of viruses on your computer, you know? There God, <laughs> you learn everything about anything, you know? You growing out your pedophile mustache was a great time for you to have this rant. <sighs> It's not a pedophile mustache. Thank you. I think it's, you know, I, 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 I consider a French wisp, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, that was all I had for you. Yeah. Maybe we'll find some order cryptids, but that was all for now. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.